This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermeer, and today in episode 60, we are going to be talking about teaching kids soft skills for digital communication. Today, I have a guest with me, Lisa Neering, and she's from truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. She also is the host of the Soft Skills 101 podcast, which is part of the same network as Homeschooling with Technology, and that is the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. So welcome, Lisa. Thanks for having me, Meryl. Lisa, just start off with and tell us a bit about um, the classes that you have at True North Homeschool Academy. Sure. We offer K through 12 live online classes, and we also have self-paced classes, academic advising and career counseling, testing. We have a very unique special needs program that we do small group live online classes for special needs and struggling learners, um, K through 12 again. So we have a wide variety of classes. Our teachers are amazing and from all over the country and some out of it, um, a lot of talent in our teaching staff. So we'd love for you to check out our classes at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. And uh, I will have the link to Lisa's Academy in the show notes. You could find the show notes as always at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Look for episode 60. And anything else we happen to mention that may need a link will also be in the show notes. Lisa, as I said, is also the host of the Soft Skills 101 podcast. And as you may notice, we have the word soft skills in today's episode title. We're going to talk about those in relation to digital <laughs> communication. So, uh, Lisa, would you want to just explain what soft skills are? I would love to. So hard skills are those skills that are very easily definable and have clear parameters around them. Like, you know how to code a computer in a specific language, or you know how to speak German, or you know how to train a dog. Those are all specific hard skills. Whereas soft skills are less definable, but just as important. Um, Soft skills are known in the business world as power skills. And we used to refer to them as personal skills or interpersonal skills. And they include things like communication, creativity, collaboration, critical thinking. Um, Those are the four C's of education right now, and they're kind of the buzzwords in the educational um, literature and the ed world. Um, But it also includes things like flexibility and adaptability, time and distraction management, integrity, work ethic, and leadership. Right. So thanks. And just, I I would suggest you guys go and listen to Lisa's um, podcast. I've listened to a number of the episodes and I think you will find it really useful as you are teaching your own children these skills. So we're going to look at these soft skills this time in particular with regards to digital communication, seeing as we are the tech uh, podcast. Um, And Both Lisa and I teach online classes, as you heard. I also uh, coach a science Olympiad team. And as a result, and plus, of course, we also 
have had our own teens. Um, Lisa, you still have one at home, right? Yes, I do. I'm still homeschooling right. last. Yep. Right. Okay. I'm an empty nester now, but I've had my own teens. And so we have had our own fair share of uh, interacting through digital communication with teens. Mm -hmm. And so this episode is born out of problems that I have noticed over many years of dealing with teens. And you may not even realize that your, your own children have these, have these problems. So please, um, once you've heard this podcast, start to talk it through with your children and make sure that they understand these things. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I know that bothers um, me is the fact that when I send a message through um, online, through, through our online um, uh, uh, LMS, learning management system, mm -hmm. or if I just email students, or if it's through Science Olympiade, we use Slack, any of these things, so often students do not check, do not see what I have sent them and maybe don't respond at all, or it could be weeks later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like to do when I'm speaking in person with someone it, or a group of people is to hold up my cell phone and, um, and just have everybody think for a moment. Um, on Apollo 11, they had less computer ability than we hold in our hands with our cell phone today. So that's really, that really gives a lot of parents pause. A lot of times we give our kids cell phones for their 12th birthday. That seems to be like the age, like around junior high, a lot of kids get cell phones that are often smartphones and they have more computer capability in that phone than they took to the moon on Apollo 11. That's a lot of power in the hand of a child. <laughs> and a lot of times we don't train them about what, it means to have that ability in the palm of their hand. And so one of the things we do with the podcast is just talk about training your kids um, how to utilize the technology that they have available to them. But I think it's really worth talking to your kids about appropriate communication because in some ways technology makes communication seem so easy, but in many ways, True communication, heart-to-heart -heart communication, understanding and seeing a person through technology is more difficult because we don't hear the voice like we do on a phone when we're texting or going through Slack. And I, I utilize all those communication devices mm -hmm. too, so I'm not, there's no criticism there. I mean, I'm so grateful for the technology that we have, but we need to look at them as tools that our kids need training on instead of um, well, I guess something that they're owed or, or just something that we're all entitled to, uh, because a lot, of, uh, a lot of damage can be done through those tools. Another thing to think about is that right now, 12 to 20-year-olds on average spend seven and a half hours a day on, on a technological device. And, um, you know, when I was growing up, it was all this horror about how much time kids spent in front of television and how that was really changing interactions and stuff. TV is a little bit different than tech devices. The pixelization interacts with the brain a little bit differently. And um, there's just a lot going on that we're not, we don't have research on. We don't know how this is affecting people, but it is definitely affecting how people's ability to communicate and communicate well. So my number one thing is we need to train our kids how to communicate well. Um, 
I, I teach, I teach writing. And so, um, the, you know, we're talking the shorthand texting and emails kind of drives me nuts, although I do it myself every now and then, if I'm really familiar with the person. And the one thing I would say is we need to really teach our kids what a complete sentence is <laughs> and proper English, because proper English is part of manners and it conveys respect and appreciation of a person. And often all this tech allows us to be really overly familiar with people we don't really know. It allows us to make assumptions in how we address or respond to people. And that can be very off-putting and it can be, it can be, be actually harmful in some ways if we're just too cavalier. So that, I mean, I think training really has to go along with it. If our kids, you know, it's really easy to do shorthand on a phone. Um, you know, we were talking about RU, just using the letter R and the letter U. Are you coming, you know, to the number two day or whatever? And then we forget that, hey, we're writing an email. And so maybe we don't want to use that same, I guess, vernacular is how we would, you know, it's almost a dialect in some ways, a text and, dialect. Yeah. <laughs> and parents, believe me, you, you have no idea how many times either one of my teaching assistants or one of our teachers has got those sorts of messages from students. Mm -hmm. Ones where they are literally using RU or that's even the way they will respond to an assignment. Mm -hmm. They will answer, you know, like that. And it's, it's not appropriate. So don't assume that your child knows that that's not the right way. Because as Lisa said, it's changed. You know, before when they went to school and they were sitting there in front of a teacher and doing their work, they all understood what they were doing. But the problem is when they're using that same device to text their friends as they are to do their homework on and submit it, those mm -hmm. lines get blurred mm -hmm. and they forget that you can't be the same when you're just chatting to a friend as right. when you're asking your teacher for an extension or asking them a question about the work or even just leaving a comment on an assignment. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's a great point. I, I have a marriage and family therapy degree in an MFT, the MFT world hierarchy is really the hallmark of health in a system. And I think technology really blurs a lot of lines. It makes things very egalitarian, egalitarian. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, again, we, I love the ability tech affords us. Like we have a teacher from Israel every week he gets on and he's a phenomenal teacher. We wouldn't have access to him without technology, obviously. Um, but I think it blurs the lines between um, who, you know, just, uh, just respect for authority. Some of the, you know, some of the conventional lines that were just assumed when I was growing up, you would never think to talk back to a teacher or to, or to use slang with them or like, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, you, you just wouldn't, you wouldn't dare to address someone in traditional authority in that way. And I don't think it has to be so, you know, just pedantic. But I do think, you know, when we blur the lines so much that there aren't any lines at all, um, we really lose out on the wisdom of age and the wisdom of experience. And there's no formality that, that acknowledges when people have, have something more to offer than, you know, it just blurs the lines in ways that might not be so healthy. Right. And I think, I think you know, um, the whole thing about being careful about the tone that you write in, you know, when you're standing face to face and if you're making, um, if you're trying to make a little joke about something, it can often be 
obvious from the way you your face looks, your body language. When you're writing something, that's all the other person gets. And they may not know you at all, may not understand what, you know, what you're trying to say. Um, obviously, emojis here can help, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not totally anti-emojis. But I, I do think that, you know, it's easy to come across differently to what you mean to. And so you really do need to stop and consider have you, when you're writing to somebody you don't know or somebody older than you, um, how you write. I, I know that, you know, I, I actually, the teaching assistants we use are typically the students who've done really well in past classes. And then I um, employ them to come on and help us, you know, get through the grading and everything else. And all those students, it's not just having a high grade. I also look at how they've interacted with me and their mm-hmm. fellow students. And those who have emailed me and said, um, you forgot to publish this or you have a typo here or and when they've done that and they've pointed out particularly my mistakes and they've done that in a polite fashion, mm-hmm. then I know I can hire this, this student. They're going mm-hmm. to be polite with the parents, polite with the students. And that's really important. And, you know, that's just they get a really nice job with me, which pays fairly well because they know how to communicate well digitally. Right. And it communicates maturity. It communicates maturity. So one of the things I I think we really need to talk with our our kids about is that sarcasm and humor often doesn't translate well online. Even if you're just, even if they're just kind of being funny, humor often gets lost (laughs) when we're conveying via text or email and sarcasm always falls flat. Um, But the other thing, anything that is super important or emotional we really just need to pick up the phone or have a coffee date with the people to talk about. Um, it, when we try to interact with people um, in an online forum with things that are highly emotional or stressful or, um, you know, or just really important or meaningful, we need to, we need to honor that person by hearing their voice and seeing them. Like you were saying, Meryl, those cues, the visual cues, the tonal cues, we need to make sure that we have those available to us because it's so easy to have things blow up when you're just trying to do it in a one-dimensional manner. And we're not created to be one-dimensional people. I mean, we don't live in a computer. Um, The other thing too, I just think we need to really train our kids about integrity. Um, And for this reason, we need to be really super aware of this. So many kids are playing games where they have an avatar and and because children's brains are not well developed, it's really sometimes difficult for them to make the switch between the avatar person and their self. And so we need to talk to our kids about the importance of integrity and that they need to be the same everywhere they go. And my husband and I have talked about this on our on our podcast that you need to be aware of where your kids are on online because it's like they if you're not they're in a secret room and kids just don't have the maturity to handle themselves well often. And it's not to check up on them, to be pedantic. It's so that you have the ability to parent your child. Well, you have a responsibility to your kid to steward them and offer them what you can in life. And when we let our kids go into all these places alone online, um, for one, there's predators in the world that are happy to um, be there with them if you're not. Um, and for another, it's just to help your kids be integrated people um, because integrated people are mature, wise people. 
and disintegrated people and disorganized people are not mature or wise. So we need to offer our gift, that gift to our kids. Right. I definitely. I mean, one needs to, as with everything else, walk along with them. As you say, don't just make assumptions. I know, I noticed when my kids, my, particularly my boys in middle school, um, our local homeschool um, group does the uh, um, stock market game mm-hmm. and they, they relate, in, interact online because the children don't all live near each other. Mm-hmm. So the teams would comprise two or three or four students from our area, but they might not actually meet. And so they would do it all via email. And I happened to catch, you know, look and see what my sons had written sometimes. And they weren't trying to be rude, but it really didn't come across well. Um, mm-hmm. And particularly if they thought the other one was taking too long to respond, <laughs> the way they would. And because, you know, they were younger, I was watching them, we could talk through it. And I've warned the parents now ever since I've said, your kids, this is not just um, a competition that's going to help them learn about the stock market. But if they've never had online communication, use this as a learning uh, time and sit with them and see how they are emailing their teammates and whether it's appropriate before they hit that send button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, that gets along with, um, I just want to share one more tip if we have time, and that is to protect, teach your kids to protect their reputation and the reputation of others online. Because what goes online stays online. Right. And that's particularly true for social media, but things on emails as well. And just like, I mean, a lot of times our kids and, and even, even ourselves, we're perceived sometimes as being, um, not in the manner that we had hoped for. And so we need to just really help our kids understand that, you know, those, those um, offhanded remarks that can be cutting to somebody online are seen by a lot of people and can really damage a reputation, including their own. And people have been fired at very high levels of um, business. They've been fired for careless tweets that they've made or a Facebook comment or whatever. And, and it's not always fair, but uh, we just need to really make that part of our training for our kids in this new technological world that their reputation is something to value and the reputation and character of others is something to value as well. Right. Well, on that note, we need to wrap it up. Mm. Thank you, Lisa, so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I would suggest that when it comes to communication, you do go and take a look at some of the um, offerings that True North Homeschool Academy has. Also take a look at our show sponsor, Funder Funder Academy. Go look, we have an art of argument um, class that is one semester. And uh, that does look at uh, logical fallacies and how to write an argumentative essay. Um, And it is one of those things that students do need to learn how to do well. So um, thanks for listening. Join our Facebook group. You can find us at uh, Homeschooling with Technology Community. The link is also in the show notes. And we'll see you again same time next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.